So Money episode 184, Hannah We Met. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. My gosh, today's guest makes me want to purge my closet right now and make some money. Yeah, don't waste any time. Hannah We Met is here on the show today. She's running a six-figure fashion business from her phone, yes, by selling some of her unwanted clothes and accessories. And now she's gotten so good at it, she knows how to buy items elsewhere at a low cost and resell them. And by the way, she's only 23 years old. She got her start in college and she's still in college. She decided to just sell uh, some things from her closet that she didn't want anymore to make a few extra bucks. And she did this on a site called Poshmark, which allows users to sell their unwanted clothes and accessories uh, to fellow Poshmark app users. And before she knew it, Hannah was not only making a profit selling her own stuff, but also her friend's items. She started buying designer apparel on deep discount, reselling that for a profit. And over time, she's amassed something like 2 million users on Poshmark. And she's been inspired to actually go out on her own, still working with Poshmark, but also starting her own e-commerce shop called Hannah Berry. Her success story has been covered by the Wall Street Journal, Fox News and Refinery29, among other places. And now she's on So Money, very proud and excited to share her journey with you because I think what it really, sh- it, it, it teaches us is that with an app and a phone and some unwanted clothes, and we've all got on some unwanted items in our closet, uh, you can make a few bucks. And in best case scenario, you can turn it into a lucrative business. And it is this entrepreneurial success story that has brought her to this show. And lots of takeaways from our interview with the young Hannah. She says, uh, she talks about how she went from selling a poncho online. The poncho was what really started it. You know, so if you've got a poncho in your closet, you might want to rethink that item and, and stop it from collecting dust and maybe get it on a site like Poshmark. That rolled into a $100,000 business. The best items to sell online if you're looking to resell some items from your closet and the worst thing she tried to sell and why. So without further ado, here is our lovely guest today, Hannah Wiemet. Hannah Wiemet, welcome to So Money. I'm excited to have you on the show. You are quite the entrepreneur at a very young age, only 23 years old. Bravo. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you. Well, let's talk about how you got to making so much money, six figures on this website called Poshmark, which to be truthful, I I never really knew about until I learned about you and your success story. You've been covered in the Wall Street Journal. Um, You you wrote for Refinery29 about your success story. You were basically 19 years old in college. Um, It started with a poncho you wanted to get rid of. Take us back to that moment and how that ultimately transpired into a six-figure online fashion business. And by the way, you're still in school. So for those of you listening, you can multitask. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I guess in 2011, I was actually reading um, 
an article on refinery29.com about up-and-coming fashion apps, and I saw Poshmark uh, listed as one of them. Uh, I just decided to download some of the apps, and one of them was Poshmark that I downloaded. Um, like a week before that, I had uh, ordered a poncho. It was like a sweatshirty kind of poncho. I feel like when I say poncho, it sounds like, ah. But um, <laughs> We've all had that heinous like, poncho in yeah. the back of the closet. I might still have mine. Yeah, but it was so it was cute, but when it came, <laughs> um it just did not look good on me at all. So, I looked up the store's return policy and it would have cost me more to um to return the poncho than the poncho actually cost me because I got it on sale. And so, I just decided, okay, well, I've downloaded all these apps, why don't I try Poshmark? So, I took a few pictures of the poncho wrote a little description and, uh, within 20 minutes it had sold. And so I was like, Oh my God. So I ran upstairs to my closet and listed pretty much every single thing that was in my closet that I hadn't worn recently. So I'm going to stop you right there. How did you know how to describe it and what to price it at? Was it just, you, you kind of just went with your instincts. Do you think that had something to do with the fact that it sold so quickly? Cause it doesn't sound like it was a very pretty poncho. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it actually was cute. It just didn't look good on me. But when I, um, I had, I just, I went along with whatever I thought in my head at that point, because at that point I had no idea what I was doing. So I priced it along the lines of what it would have cost retail. And so, um, I actually did make a little bit of a profit when I sold it that day, but I just wrote a little simple description. I think it was like a hunter green sweatshirt kind of poncho thing. So I just wrote a little like two or three sentence thing and, uh, price it with what the retail price would have been. Now is Poshmark in your experience, is it a better place to to sell gar- clothing than, say, eBay or some of the other sites out there? Why Poshmark? Um, I think Poshmark is more geared towards people who are actually interested in fashion. So it's kind of more – and it's more of a social networky kind of um, selling platform. So I, I would kind of describe it as a mixture of Instagram and an eBay where I think that people – it's more interactive and, um, sorry, I'm losing my mind. No, it's like more targeted. Yeah. yeah, It's more, yeah. It's it's more geared to people who are actually into fashion and want to find new brands and new things like that. Whereas eBay, I feel like you have to go in searching for something specific. It's so vast. Right, right, right. right. Uh, all right. So you sold that poncho and then with, at a profit, then you went into your closet. Well, how did you decide what to get rid of? Was it like, if I haven't worn this in, Two yeah. seasons, I'm getting rid of it. Yeah, it was like, if I haven't worn this in the last six months, I'm going to try and sell it. And why did you want to sell your stuff? Was it because you wanted to make money? You were decluttering, all of the above? I think just because it seemed like it had, like, that it was so easy. sold so quick. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh my gosh, think about how much money I'm sitting, like, that is just sitting in my closet right now that I could be spending on new stuff. And you're, you love fashion. You went to high school at FIT. Um, you're in fashion school now. So you probably had a, a larger than average closet, I'm guessing. Right. I'm a little bit of a shopper. <laughs> All right. So now you, um, this has now transformed into a six figure, uh, what you've generated over six figures since 2011 when you launched when that first poncho sold, I guess. Um, so what now, what, what, what are you, what are you hoping to do now with, with the success of this? 
Um, so I've really grown my business on Poshmark. And um, in 2011, uh, 2013, I launched com, which is my own um, online boutique. So I'm right now I'm really trying to expand my own online boutique while still building my following on the Poshmark app. Um, you have over 2 million followers on Poshmark. How does that how does that even work? I mean, how do you get, do, is it just time if you're just on there consistently posting? I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that also I've built um, such a, a big reputation and then, and people, act, they come to my closet because they know, oh, she's been on since the beginning. Pete, she has a great reputation. People love the stuff that they buy from her. And I just think that that's how it's grown so big so fast. And how does it work? They take a commission? Um, so they take a 20% commission. Wow, that's steep. They, um, they pay for uh, all of your shipping. And um, also, you can do list up to four, uh, four pictures for your listing and leave it up as long as you want. So mm-hmm. it could literally be up there for years. You could take it down, put it back up. Whereas on eBay, you have to pay once you reach a certain amount of time that you want to list something for. So in the long run, I mean, at least to me, it, it doesn't seem like it's that bad. What in your experience sells the best and what would you just recommend never posting because it's just a waste of time? Um, I think for me, jewelry has really been my sweet spot. I know for other people, there are, they have closets on Poshmark that are more geared towards uh, luxury goods and stuff like that. I don't, I'm not really sure what I would say is a waste of time just because there's, a, there's something for everybody out true, there. True. But um, jewelry has definitely been my big seller so far. All right. And so uh, that's awesome. You're, 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 this has actually also helped you afford school. So do you recommend this for, for, for people to, to maybe take on doing this? Is it as simple as it sounds? Um, it's definitely in the beginning, it was, it was not a business for me. So I was just selling things to make money back and then go and buy more stuff. But since it's really become a business, I've been able to pay for things like my books and other college expenses. And I have to put a lot more work into it now that it's an actual business. So if somebody wants to actually take on the responsibilities of, you know, keeping track of everything for taxes, you have to get a business Mm -hmm. license, things like that, then it's definitely worth it. Um, But if you're, if you're just going to, I mean, it's even if, it's just worth it if you're just going to make your money back for something that's just been sitting in your closet. So you can go buy maybe, say you're getting rid of an old winter coat that you haven't worn in years and you want to go buy a new one. It's it's worth it for that too. It takes a little bit of time too, you know, sending yeah. it in the mail, checking your account, just keep, the upkeep I, I would imagine takes time. But if you're making money, I guess that's that's where your hard work is, yeah. is paying off. Yeah. Let's transition now to some So Money questions. You're very young. You're one of my youngest guests on So Money, but uh, well-deserved to be here. Um, So, you know, in your, you know, in your young uh, 23 years of life, um, what would you say so far is your financial philosophy on things as an entrepreneur? Um, So I think as an entrepreneur, my, what I would say is really know your costs versus your, um, sale prices. And in the beginning when I was selling things, I just, as long as I was making a sale, I didn't really care how much of a profit it was. It could have been literally like a $5 profit and I would have been excited about it. But now that it's really an actual business for me, I really am paying attention to how much things cost and if it's actually worth it to sell it for what profit I would be able to make on it. Yeah. So a question about that, how do you spot a quote unquote, steal for you. Whereas you're going, I understand now you are actually going to look for things that you can resell. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not just going into your closet now and selling things. You're actually out there looking for 
the must-haves that are at a lower cost to you than you can, and you can sell it at a premium. Where do you find these things, and what is the profit margin that you think is worth it to, to in, in order for you to to buy something and and resell it? Um, well, so now I have my business license, which means that I can buy things wholesale. Um, so I go into New York City, or I buy things from people in LA and um, go to some of the trade shows just to check things out and find how do you vendors. Get, how, wait, how do you get this business license? Um, I, I applied for it on the New Jersey, there, on, I had to Google it. It was um, on a New Jersey website where you have to apply for a business license and give them all of your information. And Do you have to be in fashion or show that you have a track record? Um, no, I think it was just if I wanted to start a business. So I think hmm. that it was, you had to say what kind of business it was going to be and things like that. But um was how you got your actual business license to be able to buy things wholesale and okay. have to keep track of I'm things. I'm writing that taxes. down. Yeah. I don't think I would qualify, but there are probably a lot of people out there that didn't really, they do that. Apply for a business license to, yeah. buy, to buy products at wholesale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I started only doing selling jewelry because I figured it would be easy. The only things that people have to pay attention for sizes are rings, but things like bracelets pretty much will fit anybody um, unless you've got a certain size wrist or or neck. And so um, jewelry prices, so I started uh, really selling stuff from this one um, wholesaler that I found in New York City. Um, and so their jewelry costs between, I'd say maybe three to $10 for what I buy. Um, and then my profits on things are probably between 10 and $15 each, but it's just at the volume that I'm selling them at, the profit's totally worth it for me. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So um, beware of the, the the profit margin, essentially, because then it's when it's a business, it's like your time matters, and right. um, you know you don't want to just be sell. It's no longer just the thrill of getting something sold. Right. You actually want to be yeah. making a good money. Uh, okay. Let's talk about growing up. You're you're young. You grew up in New Jersey, Chatham, New Jersey. Your dad actually listens to this podcast. I was really excited. So maybe that means that you grew up in a household where money was not a taboo topic, I'm hoping. Um, clearly, you were groomed to be eager and interested in entrepreneurship. So what was it like growing up in your household? And what was your number? Your, I guess your, what would you say is your most, uh, your most pivotal, sorry, pivotal money memory experience growing up? Um, I would say that I don't really have one specific memory, but I know that I used to get like a $10 allowance a week and I would never want to spend anybody else's money. I would never want to spend my parents' money to buy anything that I wanted for myself that I didn't actually need. And so, um, even just as a kid at my brother's baseball games, I would start, uh, beating bracelets and selling to all the moms that were sitting in the stands. And then Hmm. eventually that turned into me going to Michael's and buying stuff to make handmade soaps. And so I've, I've always had some kind of little business because I hate spending anybody else's money on anything. It gives me anxiety to spend other people's money. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So there you go. An entrepreneur since a young age. Do you imagine now becoming more of a, a fashion designer and not necessarily buying other people's jewelry, maybe making your own and selling it online? I think maybe at some point down the line right now, I'm just not at that space because I'm still in school. So just to have, I'm just feel like that would be so much more to focus on too. So maybe once I graduate, I'll get into that arena, but right now I'm just good where I am. <laughs> All right. So, okay. That's a, that, that is a, that is not a coincidence then I would say that you're now 
in your in business for yourself at a young age still. What would you say is your greatest failure as a, a young entrepreneur, something that you regret doing or or believe was a misstep, either with your business or with your own money? Um, well, I think that just really, I don't think that I've had a giant financial failure so far just because I'm so still so new to having my own business. But Just um, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's a lot but, of time to fail. And failure's good. You, know, you learn from wood. failure. Yeah. Um, but I think that really what I was talking about earlier is just that in the beginning I was selling things just for the thrill of having a sale and not really paying attention to how much time I was putting into things and how low really my profits were in the beginning. So I think that really just looking back now, I think, oh my God, I could have made so much more money if I had really put a lot more thought into it. So that's just kind of been a lesson that I've learned so far is to really think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot more conscious about that. Yeah. Uh, do you think you'll hire freelancers or partners or interns? Or do you think this is going to be a business that will require more manpower? I think definitely as I, as my business is growing, it's becoming a lot harder to manage by myself. So I think that I have one more year left of school. And I think maybe at the end of this year, I'll really have to think about hiring some people to help me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just really trying to focus on graduating right now and keeping my business afloat while I'm doing it. But definitely, it's becoming a lot harder to do this by myself. What are you doing with the money? I know you said you're paying for books and tuition. Is it is it is there anything left over for you to invest or um, enjoy? Um, I do like to shop. I'm I'm saving my money, but um, every once in a while, I'll treat myself to some to a shopping spree. <laughs> what's your what's your style like? What do you like to buy? What's like your dream shopping spree like? What does it entail? What stores are we going to? Um, well, you know what? It's really interesting that actually shopping on Poshmark has completely changed how I think because now I never want to pay full retail price for anything. So I'm a big eBay buyer and I buy on Poshmark all the time. So I just bought myself a pair of Chanel flats that retail would have made me go crazy that I was spending that much money on a pair of shoes. But on eBay, it was uh, a great buy. Yeah? Yes. What's a great buy? Like a 50% discount? Um, yeah, it was like a, I think it was like a 40% discount, but um, it was totally worth it. Nice. Yeah. What's your overall uh, philosophy on on designer goods? I mean, some people have literally told me that when they buy a Chanel bag or a Rolex watch, that it's an investment. Because the prices go up every year, uh, and so better to get in now when the price is lower than it will be next year. And I'm like, it's not like you're trading. It's not like you're going to sell it for next year's higher price. It's a used product mm-hmm. after you buy it, so you're not going to make a profit. So technically, it's not a profitable <laughs> investment. Right. But, no, yeah, but you've I heard think- that before too, right? I'm sure. Right. No, yeah, definitely. And I, I I'm sure there are people out there who do buy them and use them a few times and then resell them at the next year's price. But for me, it's just more I'm buying the more classic pieces. So I know that I'll be able to wear them a lot longer. And so it actually, the cost per wear is a lot lower than, say, something more that's a more crazy buy that I could have bought from mm-hmm. Chanel. Sure. Um, so I really try and focus on things that are classic that I can wear for a long time or use for a long time. Let's talk about a so money moment. I mean, you've had. Yeah several to celebrate. Now you're making over $100,000. You have grossed over $100,000. What, two questions, your so money moment, a time when you really feel like you achieved a financial triumph. Uh, and then maybe this is also the same answer, but the other question is um, your most successful uh, item that you posted on Poshmark that you've sold online. Okay. So um, I think my biggest financial win is just that I, when I actually sold that 
a poncho because it really got me moving and starting to think about if I wanted to do this as a business after I'd been doing it for a couple of months. So that was really what launched it. And then I had bought a, uh, a Chanel bag actually on Poshmark for $600, which was ridiculously below the retail price. It was completely authentic, had it checked out and everything in perfect condition. I used it for about two years. And then actually just this past year, I resold it for $1,500. Whoa. How much did you buy for? For 600. So money. Yeah. So, so was, money. <laughs> that's definitely been my biggest profit. So you and far. I need to go shopping. I need, yeah. I need an eye like yours. I'm definitely a deal seeker, but. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh See guys, it can happen. This it is a, this is a real story about a young woman who okay, loves fashion, has an eye for fashion, but it will have an eye for deals and and you know and with the internet these days, literally a phone can get you in business. Right. A free app. Exactly. All right. Okay, so that was double so money. Um talk <laughs> about habits. Do you have any habits or one at least uh that is financially oriented that helps you run your business smoothly or manage your money in a way that's, uh, that you consider to be healthy? Um, so what I really have started to being, to, to do that, uh, to really keep track of everything is I check my bank accounts every single day online, multiple times a day, just to see exactly where my money goes and, uh, what it goes to. And then really I keep my receipts for every single thing, keep track of my monthly expenses in Excel. I, I'm really on top, Good top for of you. track of everything. Did anyone teach you this or you just picked it up on your own? Um, my mom and dad are just both really smart about how they spend their money and keeping track of everything. So I'm sure that that's been put into my mind from them. What do they think about all this success of yours? They must be so proud. They're definitely excited about it. My dad was super <laughs> stoked that I was going to be on this show. <laughs> oh, well, dad, you're, uh, you're always welcome on the show. We'd love to have your dad on the show too. Maybe talk about how he's raised such a financially savvy child. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's, you see, parents listening on the show, you can be a big influence on your children's lives in many ways, including uh, with their financial life. So uh, you're a great example and I'm sure they're super proud of you. Are you ready for some So Money fill in the blanks? Sure. All right. This is the part of the show where I start a sentence and you answer it. First thing that comes to your mind, don't overthink it. Okay. If if I won the lottery tomorrow, and I'm going to just throw out a big number here, let's say 100 million bucks, the first thing I would do is? I would buy a home by the ocean in Bethany Beach, Delaware, because that's where we go on vacation every year since I was born, and that's just where I'd want to end up. Um, I would invest more money in my business and then I'd really love to start a program to help other young entrepreneurs get their start just because I feel like if I had had, um, more guidance, things might've been a little bit easier too. So to start a program like that would be awesome. And right now you're in a school, uh, what are you learning? What are you studying? Do you feel like it's applying well to your, to what you're doing in, in the business? Yeah, um, I'm a fashion merchandising major, so everything that I learn is all about fashion business and merchandising fashion. Are other students really envious of you? Are they coming to you with questions and they want to maybe intern for you, <laughs> learn from you? <laughs> um, I don't know if I would say they're envious, but I've, I've had a few of my friends say, oh, I want to work for you if this actually turns into something huge one day. Yeah. So that's kind of cool to have people thinking about that. You're like, you could teach the teachers too a thing or two sometimes. Cause you know, you're in the, you're doing it. You're in the real world doing it. Uh, cool. All right. Next sentence. 
the one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better or both is uh, my college education because I won't have I won't be in debt when I graduate. So that's really going to help me uh, in the long term after I graduate. Yeah, how much would have your education cost if you had to actually? Well, you pay for it, but if you had to borrow money, um, what what what's the price tag? I'm actually not sure. I'm sure it would be over $150,000 probably. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. You know, it's been a long time since I went to school. Yeah. Um, And it's just to see how prices at universities have skyrocketed over the last 10 years is (laughs) unimaginable. Like I'm saving for my son's college now he's. I actually started before he was born. You know, you can do that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you can open up a five twenty nine, even if you don't have a kid. And I, I, I don't know what's going to happen when he's eighteen. And maybe I hope he wants to go to school. But honestly, I don't know what college is going to look like right. in seventeen years. Is there even? Is it going to even be something that? Right. I feel like it's changing so much. Like, you know, maybe he goes. He'll go. He'll probably go to some kind of you know, higher education. But is it? going to be a traditional four-year school? I don't know. Right. I don't know. And how much is that going to cost? So maybe yeah. it's online. You know, I don't know. So um, check back in in 17 years and maybe I'll have I an will. answer. <laughs> My biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot of money on is? Um, I would say, although I don't like to pay full price for things, it would be my designer shoes and bags. Can I ask you, where can I get a pair of Chanel espadrilles? That, uh, that aren't like $800? I searched on eBay for those. Okay. Did you find them? <laughs> yes. Are those the flats like, that you bought? Yes, that's okay. where I got those. Um, yeah, I'm not really – I I pride myself in that. I don't think I'm like really a, a, like a labels queen, mm-hmm. but those Chanel espadrille flats are super cute. Right, and that's why I bought them because I feel like I'll, I'll wear them for years and I can wear them with a lot of different outfits. So, But did they just start making them because – I don't know. Like, um, I think they started making them a few years ago, mm-hmm. but there's they sell out really fast. Like, you have to be on wait lists before. With, I like, heard this. Shoppers, yeah. So it's super hard it's to like get the them. Like a Birkin bag of shoes. Exactly. Oh man. Um, by the way, I was just on a website the other day called First Dibs. Ever heard of them? No. Firstdibs.com. I'm I'm on there looking for a piece of furniture, and I happen to see some, they they list a lot of beautiful, uh, a lot of times vintage, but sometimes just rare estate, perhaps. Um, jewelry, estate furniture. Um, I found these. I wasn't shopping for them. They just kind of were featured items. These Birkin bags, and they were thirty thousand dollars. And they're and they're sold. It was sold. I'm like, but they were used. They had been used. used yeah. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. What? I'm like, who is buying this stuff? I want to get them on the show. Ugh, I want to interview these people who are buying thirty thousand dollar Birkin bags. Like, I know. How? What else are you buying? I'm sorry that I'm not one of them. I wish. <laughs> I mean, must be nice, I suppose. Cause I, yeah. Or I just hope they're not like charging to buy that right. and they're not, you know, um, <laughs> making serious trade-offs for that because that would, that would be silly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on. One thing I wish I had known about money growing up is? Um, I wish I had known that it's more than just making it. It's about like how you invest it and um, can build what you've made later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, growing um, your money. Are you so you're not investing your money yet, but you are not yet. Uh, yeah. So far, I'm just really putting it back into my. I guess I'm investing it back into my business, if you could say that, um, and then just really saving um, so I can do things once I graduate. But that's it so far. When I donate money, I like to give to blank because are you 
charitable yet? Not yet, just because I've really been trying to put all of my money back into my business. Um, but I am really, I will when I once I have money that I can freely use on whatever I want. I'll I will definitely be donating. Yeah, you mentioned um, working with the youth to teach them how to be entrepreneurial. I think that's uh, that's a great mission. Yeah, definitely. And last but not least, I'm Hannah. We met. By the way, I love your last name. It's so cute. Thank we you. met. Thank you. Uh, it's French, right? Yes. O U I. I was going to say we may. Uh, you know what? Silent. I think that's actually how it's was originally pronounced, but I think that the more Americanized version is just we met. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I did take some French in school. I'm Hannah. We met, and I'm so money because. I am Hannah We Met, and I'm so money because I'm just getting started and my hustle isn't slowing down anytime soon. All right. I like it. It's a hustle, <laughs> and uh, you are, you're killing it. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being on the show. You're, Thank you for um, having me. Yeah. Your, your stuff is available on Poshmark. Also, um, tell us how to spell the name of your other retail site because I think the last name is, uh, the, la- the name is a little, it's not phonetic. Yeah. It's um, Hannah with an H at the end, B E. URY.com. So Hannah Berry is how you say it. Yeah. com. All right. We will be following you. Make us proud, Hannah. I'll try. <laughs> Continue to make us proud, I should say. You're killing it. Thank you so much for being on the show and have a so money rest of your week. Thank you. That's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Hannah, her website is hannahberry.com. It's spelled Hannah with an H at the end and B-E-U-R-Y. She's on Twitter and Instagram at Hannah Wemet, O-U-I, met. All this info at somoneypodcast.com along with the transcript and comments from this episode and all previous episodes. And there you can also send me a question. Click on Ask Farnoosh and ask away about money, life, career, kids. We talk about everything on the weekends. That's when I turn the show over to you and answer your questions. And as a reminder, if you want to win a free 15-minute money session with me, go on to iTunes, leave a review for this show. Every Saturday, I select one new reviewer to receive a free 15-minute money session with me. So if you're interested in this, I'd love for you to do that. Uh, It would mean the world to me to see your review and hopefully we will connect as a result. Thanks again to my guest, Hannah. Thanks to all of you for joining the show. Hope to see you right back here tomorrow. And in the meantime, have a so money day. 